This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All this time, Porter, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. to Worldcast episode 23, and we'll be looking at World Champion, World Class Championship Wrestling, episode 33, August 7th, 1982. And man, I'm joined by the Philadelphia fans, Kelly Nelson, Johnny, Johnny, Boys coming off the big Super Bowl victory. Kelly, you've been a fan, big, big time. Everyone knows Johnny's history in Philly. What does this mean to you guys? Oh, I mean, and how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm still high, high on the victory. Um, <laughs> I mean, me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm high on something green. Uh, that's the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles, and Johnny's high on something green as well. Um, yeah, it's just you know I've been a fan since I was 13 years old. Um, so that was 27 years ago for anyone keeping track. Um, yeah, great, unbelievable, out of nowhere season. Woohoo! <laughs> was this worth it for McNabb? I've been hearing about the McNabb TO uh, finally their revenge. Do, do you think those two schmucks really deserve revenge? Uh, well, I've I've always been a McNabb fan. I always yeah, I, you know, McNabb was always pretty classy up till the yeah. last couple of years. To yeah. ah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, well, that was long. Well, that's old news. I mean, that team was great too, but this team—well, it's uh, you know now the greatest team they've ever had, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? What happened? Well, how was I, you feeling, man? Mr. Hey, it was awesome. Mr. EC Dub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. But yeah, okay. Uh, the Spectrum. The Spectrum. Man. Spectrum. Johnny, the Johnny Civic Center. Spectrum. That should be your nickname. It's like Johnny Sorrow, Johnny Spectrum. Johnny Spectrum. Johnny Spectrum. No, that's the name I that's the name I use when I go out disco disco dancing. Nah. Or, or hey, you're ladies. Or too many edibles, and everyone thinks you're on the spectrum. <laughs> oh no, well, that's lovely. Hey, like the rest of those Philadelphia fans eating dog uh, horse shit uh, <laughs> on the news. Oh God. <laughs> there's oh, there's some nasty shit. Anywho. I'm from the area. Philly was. Uh, I'm from a small town in New Jersey, and when you're from a small town in New Jersey, you're close to one of two major cities, and mine was Philly, and so that's where I grew up. And uh, the, the city going to for comic book conventions and baseball games, and everybody. I was never a football fan. We were a football family. Um, but so being from the area, though, I was very happy because the story it was telling, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, fuck Tom Brady and the Patriots. There's the underdogs from Philly with the backup quarterback that everyone likes, and he's awesome, you know. It's, it's, it's a hell of a story. But also my buddy Wolfman, anyone who ever has listened to me ever podcast, and thank you, has heard me talk about my buddy Wolfman, Joey, huge lifelong Eagles fan. And he flew out there. Got it. He got a ticket and flew out there with another guy I knew from high school. And, you know, and they got to see the game and they got to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl, their lifelong dream. And uh, the reactions are going back and forth. They were on the local news there. Like after the game, they, um, uh, they were like, well, we talked to some Eagles fans earlier in the day, and it's the two of them going, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. <laughs> it's fantastic. But uh, so, yeah, I'm just being from the area, and he's one of my closest friends. I'm just so happy for him because I know how much it means to him. So, uh, yeah. And I was watching it at a party full of hardcore Broncos fans who were all like, today, 
And the, in fact, the guy hosting it said, if anyone in this house cheers for the Patriots, I'm asking them to leave. <laughs> and he was he was dead serious. Dead serious, dude. It was that, a house full of hardcore football fans all behind Philly just for that evening. And so it was it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's ending about Joey got interviewed sounds like when I left The Force Awakens, but Joey's story <laughs> sounds so much cooler. Uh, <laughs> being interviewed about being an Eagles fan and being a Star Wars fan. Ah, um, and we go from the, the highs of the Eagles Super Bowl victory mm. to open up with Bill Mercer with that fucking deadweight Brian Adias. <laughs> and, uh, as God, as what, a, what a fucking black hole of charisma. <laughs> They put over the talent, and I just gotta say, Brian Adidas sucks right here. Oh boy, uh, Johnny, what do you think about this whole opening segment? This thing was fucking terrible. Well, apparently Saldi is on location now. Yeah. Is, is he on location with Gene Goodson? Because wasn't Gene Goodson? <laughs> yeah. No, he was. Uh, I forget what was the thing for Goodson. I think he was. No, I was it not on sick. vacation. On vacation? No was vacation. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> hopefully he's gone. Uh, He's making his comeback. There was an injury in Cowboy Town. Okay. (laughs) And uh, and all I just wrote down, Pete, was uh, Adidas is a mumble-mouthed (laughs) dum-dum. That's it. (laughs) Kelly, what were you thinking on this fucking train? Epic trip. I mean, I don't even want to call it a train wreck. It was just bad television. (laughs) What what, 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 what were you thinking, man? Well, I thought this was the return of the guest color commentator. That's Uh what I thought, too, and I was was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was kind of happy because I knew it would make for a great show making fun of Brian Uh Adidas. But, uh, no, he's just there at the beginning, and, yes, he's as wooden as as it gets. Um, I mean, the guy didn't cut too many promos, so – yeah, I guess he kind of got a cut. Yeah, the only difference that. between fucking Brian Adidas and Pinocchio is Brian Adidas' <laughs> fucking nose doesn't grow. I mean, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But well, I mean, I'd rather his, I'd rather his nose I'd rather his nose grew than whatever else could grow in his tiny tight powder blue trunks that annoy me. Ugh. Man, yeah, well, did we have to go there? Okay. Um, <laughs> That's a good segue uh, into the next PG thirteen John. It's awful. It's the PG thirteen show. Um, <laughs> oh shit, man! Then we open up to follow that segment. We open up with Kabuki versus Roberto Ernesto Kelly. Yeah. And okay. we're fucking on fire here, man. What what, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of bad tights, I remember. Remember uh, Roberto Renesto's yellow, mustard yellow, uh, the hideous tights from last time. Um, thankfully, he got, you know, some sense came to him and he's back to black tights and, and that's fine. So it, he's not hurting our eyes anymore. Um, it was just a total complete squash, as it should be. It's Kabuki. It's Renesto. There's no need to give uh, Roberto any offense. And... Um, yeah, I mean, the the post-match is, is quite fine. I guess we can, uh, I don't know, we may as well just talk about it now. It's a squash match. Jose yeah, Lothario's here, baby. And he issues another challenge to Kabuki. And Kabuki backs down yet again. Um, yeah, that's about it. Now, does that dynamic work a lot better? Or it makes perfect 80s wrestling sense where you have the boxer versus the martial artist. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. You know, we will see him next week because they actually have a tag match. But giving Lothario a program seems like to put a little pep in his step. And uh, he feels a lot more important. And, and then now he actually feels like he has a reason to be in this com- company. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, I mean, we, me and Johnny watched a shitload of him on Houston. Yeah. And whenever he was in a damn program, he always delivered. I mean, uh-huh. usually he was working against like a flashy heel, like a. Like some of his best views were like with Buddy Landell or Superstar Billy Graham or Fino right. Hernandez yeah. or um, or or the or Chavo Guerrero or the Guerrero brothers that type of ilk. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we actually come here. You get the kind of good promo, good you know. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's Mexican or it's or it's Hispanic, uh, but it's dynamic and but it, it's a few that make sense and. And this is where the level where I feel like we talked about it, where it felt odd having Kabuki in the main events, 
but this feels like a for a Kabuki level too, and it really I, I don't know, I think I think it, it intrigues me. What about you, Johnny? Where are you looking at all this? Here? Well, you know, it could you can get get Jose a program and get Kabuki away from Team of a Dragon, and yeah, they can bring it. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. Dragon's an anchor. Uh, <laughs> um, so although Ernesto went black, you know, someone said something like, <laughs> "No, buddy, no." He's like, "Okay." His robe, though, fucking yellow. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he went all he's, in on that. Yeah. He went. He's like, I know yellow. I know I'm a yellow guy. I know <laughs> yellow's for me. You know. As anyway, Kabuki is apparently he's he's loved in the Orient. Everyone in the Orient, when they see the great Kabuki, they bow to the great Kabuki. You know, from the melting the melting pots of sin. Yeah. I, I love. I fucking so cool. love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and then they go. He, again, with the uh, he's uh, Kabuki, uh, as in the, the, the performance, you know, he's an artist. That's what he is in the ring, but deadly. It's I love everything about Kabuki. Uh, and he just punches him out. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, then there's some dude in the crowd. <laughs> he yells, he's like, you ain't worth the dang, Kabuki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. They cut to that guy a lot. Yeah. He's, he's a little blonde mustache. Um, yeah, Jose comes out, and Kabuki doesn't immediately back down. He wants to go nuts and shit, and Gary Hart tries to stop him. And then when he thinks he can't stop him, he's yelling at the ref, I'm, I am not going to be responsible for this. I am not. <laughs> he, he, he's out of my control. He's out of my control. You know, just in case. So he, he's such a, he's a weasel. Um, he goes away. Then Jose, and of course, the solitario thing. <laughs> you know, we've heard of phantom title switches, but this has literally been a phantom injury on a phantom character. <laughs> well, he's a real character. Oh, I know, but not there. <laughs> this, yeah. This, well, I mean, he's, worked, he's worked world class. Yeah, oh, right, he did. But, but the story here is that he was gonna come back. Oh, to, oh yeah, yeah, uh, you know, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know, and it's all. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Rio de Janeiro. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what, exactly perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The story's Kabuki injured him in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I seriously doubt Solitario was even yeah. consulted on on yeah. this at all. Um, and but yeah, to your point, Pete, about the boxer versus uh, the kicker. He gets in the promo. He said, I just want to let you know, because uh, if he can use his feet, then I can use my fists. I don't want to hear it from the refs. And I was like, that's fair. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> yeah. Straight up from the Jesse Body Ventura logic. With the but it's Jose, and he's right. You know, he's like, wait a minute. That guy just punches people with his feet. Why can't I punch with my fists? That's what I do. You know, that's great. And then that, oh, and he's always wanted to talk about, if you just let me tape my fist, then I'll show you something. He says that a lot. And it's great because you can't wait to see when that eventually happens. Yep. You know? And you know what? And not only that, and yeah, yeah, we all know it's the Rio de, Rio de, Rio de Janeiro um, angle with Solitario, but it makes it personal. And, oh, and yeah. It, it's it awesome. Turns it into a blood feud right off the bat, just on he's, Great. he's going for revenge for his tag partner. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't doubt if he thought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it. I uh, loved it. Uh, the, uh, and then we get Frank Dusick versus Mr. Wood, Mr. Pinocchio, Brian Adidas. <laughs> don't say don't say Mr. Wood. Brian you were the one who brought up his tights, man. I'm uh-huh. And I'm gonna bring him up again. Kelly, what do you think about this uh this dynamic squaring of of, of, uh, of, of meeting of men's uh, mating of the minds here? <laughs> well yeah, it it wasn't too terribly interesting. I mean my first thought was oh uh oh uh, David Manning's the referee. With uh, uh-huh. Frank Dusick wrestling, so that, yep. that seemed like there was going to be an angle. Um, but I totally drifted out of this match and started paying attention to the crowd a lot. And it's become real, you know, uh, like the crowd shots have become like a real big part of the show in the last few months. And we get to see just all kinds of crazy looking people. <laughs> um, yes, you do. So many kids now, so many teenagers. Like the old crowd is, is kind of gone. 
Um, there's still some there, but it, it's mostly uh, like a very much a younger crowd now. Oh, next episode we get those two creepy ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a very vocal crowd. We can like Johnny mentioned that one guy. Um, talking smack to Kabuki, you get a lot of, uh, you pick up a lot of comments from the crowd now. And yeah, I, I think the new productions totally encourage the crowd to become more a part of the show, right? Um, just always, you know, focusing on, and there's so many cameras now. And yeah, crowd... people bitch about ECW crowds and look at this shit. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting uh, crowd. I, I like the uh, the makeup. I like how they, they shoot the crowd, and it, it feels like they're closer to the action or more part of the show. It's cool. Yeah, um, I mean, eventually, uh, eventually they'll have that interaction when the Freebirds come to town, where, yeah. and it was always in the opening of fucking Terry Gordy shoving the shit out of that fucking fan yeah. <laughs> on his ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're right. It, it became part of the show. Yeah, and it's also a reflection of the promotion getting hotter. You know, the crowd's becoming more excited. Uh, just, yeah, more energy. Uh, you can well, I mean, feel we it. didn't have jerk-offs like hat guy and stuff there. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? There are some fucking weird motherfuckers. In... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. you had gorilla head guy? Yeah, we had, I saw, saw him yeah. later. Come yeah. on. <laughs> we'll get the gorilla head guy. Um so anyway, the match, the, the, the action was solid, and the crowd was engaged uh, in it. And then there was, they definitely, of course, played up the Manning-Dusick feud, if you can call it that, um, with the disputed cover <laughs> at the or, uh, at the finish where um, Dusick thought he had Adidas pin, but he didn't. And of course, uh, Dusick gets rolled up, and uh, Dusick takes the mic, and he says Manning is going to pay. Dun dun dun, but yeah. no. Thankfully, no fired up babyface David Manning this time around. Yeah, thank God. Johnny, what were you thinking here on this? Uh, uh, okay. The squashy squashes. Yeah. Uh, so okay, I, when uh, uh, David Manning is uh, giving the instructions, uh, Dusik just slowly turns his back to him. Talk to the back. Talk to the back, Manning. And I, and I thought that was like this little subtle thing. He didn't get mad. Uh, non commentary. Get this line uh, from from Bill, and it, it, he, he does it. I get in the next show, and it makes more sense. But he, he's like, well, those of you who are asking, uh, when will World Championship Wrestling come to my area? Well, I can tell you with authority from the front office, World Class Championship Wrestling will be there. In the near future. It's <laughs> 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 great. <laughs> and speaking of people in that fucking crowd, okay, you you also had you had Little House on the Prairie Girl. Is that one of your uh, crowd characters <laughs> down yeah. there in Texas? Yeah. The yeah. Chick, who the fuck? That chick literally looked like she stepped out. Uh, she was an extra on Little House on the Prairie in that fucking get up. I'm like, what the fuck? It, it's it's like it's like. 1978 just got to 1982 there <laughs> with the fucking fashion and her she just sticks out like a sore thumb and here's the thing about Adidas's powder blue tights <laughs> if you're gonna be in, in wrestling if you're gonna like wear your tiny underwear under your skin tight trunks you know to hold it all together which I would do too I'd want to wear underwear if you're going to do powder blue, don't use black as the color of the <laughs> other ones because it makes that visible panty line on that just the whole thing just looked ugh, and really fucking nasty. It was the worst. And, and just so, so, so many roll ups and camera shots of his ass because he's <laughs> dreamy. I'm like, oh, just like, I hate Brian Adidas. And, uh, but there's not, but tell you who doesn't hate Brian Adidas, there's a chick in that crowd. She looks like, um, uh, the chubby uh, girl from uh, Hee Haw with the brunette, the really funny one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the bee, big beehive. Okay, okay, okay. Now we've had enough here, sir. First you insult the Texas crowd, and now you come out uh, as a watcher of Hee Haw, okay? <laughs> my dad, no, 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 my father, I'll tell you this. 
My father loved Hee Haw. My father's Southern yeah, loved country music and, cor- and he loved corn pone humor. And he <laughs> loved and he loved those hot chicks in the tight little outfits. You know, when I was a little kid, I was like, hey, look, there's a cartoon donkey. And 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 the and I thought it was funny because I was like five. And I but and the music bored me. And then when I grew up, I would like, you know, I want the music collection, but the other stuff's stupid. Anywho, she's puffing on a cigarette in that crowd. She's looking at Brian Davis and she says something to her buddy. She's like, I would bug the shit out of him. (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm having fun with this. The crowd, the the, the characters. I forgot about the David Manning shit. And then that's exactly what happens. The David Manning shit mistake fucks producing. I'm just like, oh, I just wrote was fuck this match. Uh, I'd end it. Because I was like, it's more of this David Manning shit and I, I hate it. I can't stand it. Well, lucky for you, it goes in a complete opposite direction. <laughs> and we get Fugsy McGraw comes out with Jesus Roscoe, Christ. the fucking, it looks like a rodeo clown, evil no. clown. I, I don't know. I, I thought the guy was creepy as fuck. Uh-huh. Um, it was not. Roscoe, Roscoe's not pleasant. <laughs> no. At all. He's the clown that you fucking read stories about where he's been in jail 25,000 times. And- no, he's the clown that apparently was given a lobotomy at some point or another and just runs around eating his own shoe for some reason. Just he's, <laughs> he's creepy as shit. I think, this, I think Roscoe with the clown was the point man of bringing the drugs to world class champions. <laughs> yeah, Roscoe there. Yeah, he was he was in league with Ken Mantell. You're saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a clean promotion until man. that bastard got there. <laughs> who better to who better to pass out the candy than a clown? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Look out! Look out! The candy man. <laughs> what you what you make of? Uh, of Roscoe with Bugsy there, Kelly. Uh, well, because I saw the, you know, the thumbnail picture. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> for this, like, I saw it months ago. Like, I knew this was coming up because the thumbnail picture for episode 33 is Bugsy and Roscoe. And I was wondering, <laughs> how is this going to happen? Like, who is this? <laughs> who is this character that's with Bugsy um, with makeup on? <laughs> So I was anticipating this episode. <laughs> the Eagles win the Super Bowl. You get to find out about Roscoe. It's yeah. been a win-win for you. Yeah, it's been a great week. So finally the day came and I was able to watch this episode. Roscoe the Clown. Crazy. Well, Bugsy's gone, you know, totally off the deep end. But it's cool how he's, like, adding extra stuff with each past oh, week you know oh, he's also God. wearing a woman's blouse uh now yes, he is. <laughs> a, purple, a purple frilly one yes <laughs> so he's just got a whole bunch of stuff going on he's an acid freak he's a he's gay i guess now maybe uh you know maybe a pedophile that's been hinted at um, label Bugsy's draw, man. He defies no, label. You know, he's also the paperback hero, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still haven't solved that mystery. Um, but yeah, Roscoe the Clown, uh, uh, that's sure, why not? Um, you know, I was wondering if you had a bio on this guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about that coming home today. I was like, was this guy actually a worker? Was he a wrestler? Well, probably. But the no, first time I saw him, I was I thought he was Mr. Donnie from the old Tommy Ridge uh, uh, yeah. manager deal from Continental. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I promise. Uh, well, not for the next episode, <laughs> but for a future episode, I'll have a Roscoe the Clown bio. I don't uh, think you want to go down that rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're true. That's true. It may be disturbing. Well, actually, I hope it's disturbing. Um, so, gimmick so match, his gimmick match was the hand buzzer. Oh. I mean, Jesus, the water, the water coming out of the lapel. Yeah, oh, no, that wasn't water. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, uh, that leads us into a buggy worth oh, wild oh, oh, match. Oh, uh, Kelly. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I have look, real quick. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to trounce on your joke. Oh uh, no, 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 no! I just had a little things about this when I first saw this appear on my TV screen. I just wrote down, 
this is for children? This is terrifying. This is nightmare fuel. Uh, <laughs> this is why there's a generation of Texans and Christians that have a fear of clowns. It's, it's, I, I was like, this is too weird for kids. It's like, I worked on, it's a nightmare. And then I'm like, is Roscoe sticking around? And then, yes, Roscoe is sticking around. Oh, no. Imagine they bring in, like, Bobo, I mean, Bozo for a Loser Leave Town match or something. <laughs> Bozo Bobo was, Brazil would be an interesting twist in this whole no, thing. No, no, Bozo would be good. Bozo's the world champion. You know, and he's been, he, so he he comes along with Ric Flair, and they, he's got to wrestle the local clown. Yeah, he's got to. You know, first, he's got to beat Cookie uh, to get to Bozo. <laughs> but but then we get this match, Kelly, of Bugsy McGraw versus Wild Bill Irwin. Yeah, I mean, fuck the crowd's eating. I mean, I, I mean, oh, I'm, totally. I'm even getting a little behind the Bugsy character because it's so fucking off the wall. Uh, but the crowd's eating all this shit up, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's super over. It's a good, you know, comedy break from the everything else. I, I have no issues with it. Um, speaking of, like, uh, strange gimmicks, uh, Armand Hussein is now, like, full-on in African garb with an afro all of a sudden. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That he seemed looks, to happen quickly. <laughs> he, well, don't, don't get used to it. He looks fucking boss. He let his he let his braids out and he's yeah. got this poofy afro with this fucking hat and a fucking uh, tiger dashiki with a matching brown slacks, you know, with a little bit of flare and bell bottom and badass boots. And I'm like, fucking, he looks fucking dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, what a look, what a look. Like, yeah, so. yeah, it's an improvement for sure. Um, yeah, another comedy match. I'm assuming every Bugsy match going forward will be a comedy match. I throw. Well, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the, um, you know, the 60 minute Iron Man Bugsy match. <laughs> Him and Flair. Um, yeah, a, a bucket full of paper in the face basically chases Irwin off and he gets countered out of the ring. Bugsy wins. What you make of this one, Johnny? Okay, so <laughs> Mercer calls him the man child. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great nickname. Suddenly, there's this weird sound. I guess from the audio, that sort of sounded like a, a gunshot. You know, from from like when you hear him in the movies, like a gunshot from a high tower. And I'm like, did Roscoe shoot somebody? <laughs> like, wait, did Fritz just shoot Roscoe? Because um, at one point, Roscoe, he's interacting with the fans, and he grabs their Coke, and he takes a sip out of the Coke. And Roscoe doesn't know how to drink Coca-Cola or what or liquids, apparently, and just slobbers it all over his lips. Just and rubs it all over himself and hands it back to them all. I was like, who would – don't drink that. Don't. I, I, please, I hope they didn't drink that. that uh, and Bill infers, because I, I don't think that Roscoe might not be aware of what uh, being a wrestling manager actually means. Oh, no shit. <laughs> then I figured out this is Bugsy's strategy. He's got this fucking creepy motherfucker that he's going to distract until he can have him throw in the, the fucking paper cups and get the win. I'm like, he, he that's the globe. That's the globetrotter strategy. That's how they've won so many games. And that's <laughs> what Bugsy is using here, I guess. And ugh, he's got a shoe in his mouth at the end. I, I, I do <laughs> not care for, for Roscoe. He's creepy. <laughs> I mean, he I makes do. that it clown look fucking normal. I do. I would rather that, that hang out with both of the it clowns than fucking Roscoe. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, pro wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you are all subscribed to all the great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. It's really easy to do. Just head to iTunes or your preferred podcatcher app today and search and subscribe. 
to the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed, which, of course, includes the full archives of The Kevin Kelly Show, the Place to Be Nation pod feed, and the Pro Wrestling Only feed. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. And be sure to give Justin your true thoughts. I mean, don't hold back. After all, he is kind of a jerk. Just listen to Scott. Place to Me Nations, JT Rosero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaceToBeNation.com, and we offer those to you on three great feeds. On the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, we bring you the Mothership, the original Place to Be podcast, as well as main event to Lucha Afterground and our monthly pay-per-view reaction shows, as well as the Our Vantage Point podcast and Jeff Learns Wrestling. In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver quick-hit pod blasts on topics old and new. Over on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, we dive deep inside the wrestling business with a stacked army of experts leading the way. The feed features potpourri shows such as This Week in Wrestling, Greetings from Allentown, Psychology is Dead, Puro Puri, Stacy and Elliot's Bogus Journey, and the Military Industrial Suplex. We also have shows that focus intently on certain topics like Letters from Center Stage, Space City, and NWA Classics on Demand Adventure, Through the Years, Strong Style History, Strong Style Story, and Mount Olympus. Plus, the feed has the full archives of legendary shows like Titans of Wrestling, Where the Big Boys Play, Letters from Kayfabe, and much more. And on our popular Place to Be Nation Pop podcast feed, we offer such great shows as the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, Rank and File, PTBN Dadcast, Go Home in a Box, NBA Team, and Lucha Undead, as well as a vertible podcast heaven for comics fans with the hard-traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversation, Geek and Sassy, and Imaginary Stories Podcasts. You can find all of these current shows plus archives of our past podcasts, including The Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to all of our feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback as well. All of these shows plus others available on PlaceMination.com, where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects and more. Be sure to support our site by using PlaceMination.com backslash Amazon when shopping online and download our free PTB Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Bonehead's Wingbar in Westworld. Rhode Island and Fall River, Massachusetts, thehistoryofwrestling.com, and Scott Keats Blog of Doom. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlaceToBeNation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Then that transitions just into this interview with Armand Hussein, King Kong Bundy, and the Superfly. What you, uh, what you get? What do What you, what you like about this, or what you didn't like, Johnny? <laughs> well. <laughs> apparently, apparently the because the graphic for what this segment was called was next them's fighting words. I was like okay, and uh, it's Al and Carrie, and Al is wearing a, a skin tight blue t shirt with an Elvis iron on <laughs> yeah. that, that says Elvis the King lives, and it's. Boss as fuck, and I'm, I'm like, oh god, that's awesome. We we mentioned that we're like, man, he should put that in his gimmick, and how much you know, just something about how much, and he did it, you know. I I hope we see more of it because <laughs> it was cool, man. He, he got that done at the mall or the boardwalk or wherever, man. Ah, looked great, and then he got Superfly, and because of that, there's Superfly in the background looking fucking idiotic in that fucking getup. It, uh, it's, it's the worst. And, <laughs> and, uh, they're, uh, Hussein is talking about, and we'll get into this narrative, uh, along the way. He's like, we recently spent time in, in Mexico at the border in jail in Mexico. We had to get him out of jail. And then Bundy's like, everyone knows the super flies from Philadelphia. And that's a tough town that I respect. E-A-G-L-E as Eagles. And uh, like, so wait, wait, I thought he was like, I thought he was from like the jungles or some shit. He's from Philly? <laughs> and he's dressed like that? What the fuck? It's, is he a pimp? He just dresses, you know, like a wrestler for some reason? It's, I, I hate his outfits so much. <laughs> I hate it. 
And Bundy's got a cigar, which is always fun. Otherwise, oof. Yeah, Carrie was fun. In trying to get over this shit, fucking Superfly, Bugsy gives a far better one than instead of like, we had to get him out of jail. He's like, Bundy's like, I know he's tough because he's from Philly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. What'd you make with Kelly? Uh, yeah, the typical, you know, off the wall stuff here. Um, Al and Carrie, you know, they're the our favorite couple uh, on World Class. I love um, them. Yep, they they live together, they go to church together, and they're also the World Tag Team Champions. They solve crimes together. <laughs> now we we talked about the confusion over the titles before, so this is the World Tag Team titles. Carrie and Kevin are what the America's champs. Don't they have some tag straps too? I don't know. It's all too confusing for me. Or yeah, no, that knows. might be the South. That might be the Asian tag. The, or the all Asiatic. Uh, the, the all, the, the all the, Asian the, titles, I believe, are still held by Kabuki and uh, uh, okay. Dragon. Although I'm not 100% sure about that. Anyway, yeah, Al wearing the Elvis t-shirt was awesome. Um, you should wear that to the ring um, for every match. And, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Imagine the, heat. Imagine the Dallas, heat. They never had the world. The world tag champs were never a title in Dallas. They always had the American tag belts for the belts in Dallas. Yeah, but I think, well, they call them the world tag team champions. So I don't know. It's like I said, it's too confusing. Too many titles that um, are, are just not properly defined at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have the brass ducks. They have, oh, yeah. you know, and. And we haven't even got to the six man yet. Yeah, I was gonna say the six man coming. That would would yeah. define the uh, the promotion for a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, imagine imagine the heat a heel could get like, jumping out and ripping that Elvis shirt off of him. Yeah, and, and he holds him. it and he and he's strangling with him, stuffing it in his mouth, and then <laughs> Al gets up and he looks up at what's left of it and just is vowing vengeance. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. Oh my. That's an angle. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, uh, you tell me that ain't good. It ain't as good as Jose in the Solitario. Um, I didn't say it was. Okay, well, you jabroni. Um, and, um, they, we get the main event of Kerry Von Erich, Mr. Elvis, Al Madrill, versus King Kong Bundy and the Superfly. What, what were you thinking here, Kelly? Um, like it? Yeah, it was it was an okay match. Uh, it was just you know backdrop for a few things going on. Well, the main one being uh, Ric Flair's in town. By the way, uh, he just you know casually oh, really? saunters <laughs> down to ringside. Oh, yeah, United oh, jet flying son of a gun, right there, baby. Yeah, that yeah, that's how you introduce him too. He's like, oh, Ric Flair. Oh look. Well, oh, first Mercer's like, yeah, first Mercer doesn't even recognize. How was that? How was that? Oh, oh, yeah, the world champion of wrestling isn't instantly recognizable, apparently. Uh, And he just casually walks out over there. Oh, look, it's Ric Flair. With a notepad. With a notepad. Taking notes. notes. (laughs) (laughs) So the big match is carry at the next Star Wars is right around the corner. (laughs) Um, Let's see for this match. Well, we had all kinds of uh, heat here. Al was getting beat down. Hot tag to carry. Carry had a big house of fire, but then he got beat down. Um, later, we had Al doing box his full-on boxer gimmick against Bundy. I like that. Um, Mercer, unfortunately, though, kept saying, um, well, it was either carry explodes all over Bundy or Ooh. or Al explodes all over the Superfly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Flair is becoming increasingly agitated at ringside, you know, uh, uh, pissed off at what Kerry was doing. Um, yeah, this this match went on for a long time and Kerry got the, the pin and the finish was really cool because he body slammed Bundy uh, pretty much maybe the first time Bundy's been slammed by anybody. So the pop for that was huge. Slams him, pins him. And is like, okay, Flair, you're next, buddy. Um, I gave it two stars because it's an Almadrill match and it must be ranked uh, rated two stars. 
Um, there just wasn't much to it. Like there was, you know, a lot of action, but it kind of meandered. Um, uh, the finish was was good, but the the bulk of the match I didn't think was too so too they, great. They pinned Bundy where you have when you have as, yeah. as opposed to the Superfly they have right there ready. For yeah, well because that's and, well because the Superfly he, he lost weight in prison. He lost <laughs> weight in prison, they, which they talk about. And therefore, it's more impressive for him to still have the 400-pounder. Yeah, I think that's – if you want to sell tickets, you want to make Kerry look as strong as possible. And pinning the Superfly, that's not going to do it. Um, Bundy's been protected. He's been in the territory as a top heel for most of the year. So uh, that was the big moment. I think that's what you plant in the fans' minds that, oh, well, Kerry could probably beat Ric Flair because look what he did to King Kong Bundy. He beat him easily. So. And that's also the notice of Bundy better to start getting ready to leave the territory because Well, maybe, but maybe, but Flair also, to his credit, uh, used that in his promo after yeah. this to great effectiveness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but totally. uh, realistically, I think they only have a few more months of Bundy in the promotion anyway. A, well, I know he's got uh, an angle. He's got an angle coming up. <laughs> yeah, I, he, he, yeah, yeah, he does. But uh, he did. I think he disappeared shortly after. Uh, right. Oh yeah. I oh, know. I know. You're, you're absolutely right. But I, I, I just don't remember how long the uh, I'm I'm on strike angle yeah. <laughs> went on. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was that tweener. Of baby face heel, just like kiss of death. Um, then, Especially then. Uh, he was ahead of his time. Johnny, and then uh, going to the promo afterwards. Yeah, he was ahead of his time, kick on buddy with that promo. He's going to be trying to be the working man. Doesn't take any shit off anyone. You know, just no one wanted to see it back then. <laughs> but, yeah, so Flair just appears taking notes. And there's a kid in the crowd blowing a whistle. And I would, man, I'd hate to have to be sitting there like fucking guy. <laughs> blowing a goddamn whistle every fucking three seconds and weird it was like, oh, you're right in my ear. I don't mind people screaming. I want people screaming at a wrestling match. You don't, you don't need a whistle. <laughs> and, uh, and, I don't know, skip that because this is the Ric Flair show. That's all I cared about watching this match. This is the first time Ric Flair has appeared in the footage, right? Uh, no, he was uh, one other episode way oh, uh, begin- way back okay. in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. But this is, you know, we've heard about this match for a while, and now Flair's there. So this, I'm all about watching Flair. And when Flair decides to stop taking notes and start cheering King Kong Bundy on, it's awesome. Don't do him, Bundy. You know, break his leg and that kind of shit. It's oh, it's great. And uh, it's almost like he's like because he's saying just kind of hanging around. And uh, he's kind of like, let me show you how to do this, Hussein. <laughs> how to be a manager. And uh, he just doesn't understand. He's like, oh, no, me and Gary are co-managers. I don't get to manage Bundy. I only get to manage the other guy. But you know. uh, Then Flair, you know, at the end, he, he t- takes off his coat. You know, I was like, oh, that – when Flair used to just take off his coat when he was mad, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it evolved over the years into just the, the thing I hated the most, seeing <laughs> Ric Flair do. I was like, when he's fucking elbowing his sports jacket and stuff, I was like, oh, don't do that. I, I hate yeah, it. That was late. That was late it. in his career, man. Oh, I know, I know. I know. Flair at Flair. I know, but there was always the evolution of Flair taking off his clothes when yeah. he gets mad. Mm-hmm. And the, the evolution of it is – awesome but then it got to fucking ridiculous and i was like don't, 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 don't do that don't do that don't i don't want to see you do that in your underwear i don't want that from yeah, rick flair it became what we call a farce you know and, uh, <laughs> but it, 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 yeah but it's just like i'm like i'm all about I'm like i'm all about rick flair going i don't give him basically what his underwear happened in wcw so i don't blame him he was probably just like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna do it in my underwear but i don't want to see that Ric Flair. I want to see this Ric Flair, you know, or the one where he just rips off his tie and that means something, you know. Anyway, um, Flair, uh, they just mentioned casually, and you'll see that match tomorrow, by the way. Like, yeah, you, 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 you haven't talked about that really on commentary, like the build to the match. And uh, there's Al trying to leech some heat off of Kerry at the end. You're like, Lifting his arm up, point him out, getting in the shot. You know, hey man, you know, we're pals, right? <laughs> and Flair gets out there and 
Bill's like, you have to be impressive, Carrie Von Eric. Well, hold on, Johnny. I want to interrupt real quick. Okay. Well, in hindsight, it kind of makes sense, or in foresight, it makes sense that we that he should really should be leeching off the carry heat since Madrill does have a match with uh, Flair next week. So it makes- see, I didn't know that when I took those notes, and okay, I wasn't even thinking of that. So you're right. So actually, if Madrill did that, it's actually smart on his part. I was, it's always funny when I see the thing. I'm like, hey, you know, because when on commentary, it's all about Gary. But yeah, you're right. I, I I didn't even realize that he gets a match with Flair. That blew my mind. But uh, so anyway, back to the uh, uh, the promo. Flair puts over Carrie's strength. You know, at first he turns this around like ah, fucking. It's great. He's like, yes, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by his strength or. Uh, whatever, whatever, and it's only because there were two referees, and I'm a gentleman. If it weren't for them, I would have gotten in there and walked right up to him, and I would have shown you just how impressed I was, and, you know, and as a threat. And it's fucking awesome. And then he's going on some more, and I'm just, I put down my pen. I'm just like, I'm listening to this. <laughs> it's Rick Flair being Rick fucking Flair, man. And he's in the local market or the local whatever now, and he's cutting this killer ass promo. And at one point, Bill Mercer comes in. He had to say something. And he goes, "Don't you interrupt me. You're talking to the world heavyweight champion, not Kerry Von Eric." And then went back to his fucking point and went on. And he ends with the stuff of saying, "You tell the old man that if he wants his son in one piece, you know, you warn he'll let him know that Ric Flair is for real." And walks away, and I'm just like, fucking Ric Flair's the fucking best. <laughs> you know, it, it's, you see Flair here, and you see it. Well, we talk about it like next week. We'll be talking about him some more, and and he just he just he just has it, and he's the man. And you really, and you know, he talks about in his books and in, in plenty of interviews how he lost his confidence, and then it really felt like this was Rick how he played this character all the way up to uh, Russell War '90. But after that, it really felt like his character totally changed. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he lost confidence and Jim Hurd got up in his fucking head. It was and, management. Fucking. Yeah, and just ruined fucking Ric Flair for us and Rick ruined Ric Flair for a lot of people. I mean, he's, uh, don't get me wrong. He's my favorite wrestler and, and a legend. Uh, and- but, yeah, it, it, but watching him just in here, it's just, it's just uh, this is what what makes him great. And uh, it's a shame a lot of people don't get to see or watch uh, what made Ric Flair great. And, uh, and, and I mean, not just this made him great. I mean, there's plenty of other things, but this incarnation of Ric Flair is mm, like oh boy. Ric Flair. And, and Pete, one last thing before I stop. Um, and that's why the mismanagement of Ric Flair from 90 up on is why he, no matter how many people will criticize how booking went while he spent his time in WWF in 92, that's why he, when he talks about it, it just loves it. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, fuck, you know, you know, competent people running this, you know, I like, I like it here because they yeah. fucked with him so bad. Like it's fucking, that's Ric Flair you got there. You're just trying to fuck with him. Ugh. Fucking want to call him Spartacus. Spartacus. Like, I, 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 that's so ridiculous. I've always said, like, is that for real? Yeah, it and was apparently a it tall was. tale, but I believe it. Because it's uh, kind of like such a tall tale. It's got to uh, be true. It's the, the, uh, and the guy did come up with a ding-dong, so I can definitely buy Spartacus. I can see taking two unknowns and putting them in fucking hood things and call them ding-dongs. That's not ruining no one's fucking career. You're going to take the most well-known guy you got and go, and you go, I'm smart. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they put him under a mask. It was a black scorpion for a few Yeah, years, well, briefly. Yeah, he, he yeah. saved that debacle, I, I, I say. Well, what, what were you thinking here, Kelly? Uh Oh, well, I mean, it's always a treat to see a, a Ric Flair promo that I've never seen before in his prime, you know, building up a big title match, NWA title match. So, yeah, it was great. I mean, Flair's awesome. Um, he total hard sell for the show, and I'm sure this, this made a difference. Uh, he was the man. He was the champ. This was his first reign, 
And, you know, he often says, well, I didn't really get it until the second rain, but he was Bullshit. awesome. Yeah, he yeah. was awesome because we know what he did in the Carolinas in the 70s. Uh, he was super hot. Uh, he was he was the, which, yeah, he was already one of the top performers in the world easily. And this this shows it right here. Great promo. Yep. Um, overall, man, I thought it was, uh, I mean, I mean, it was a lackluster show, but it had some interesting aspects. I mean, it's fun to watch. I'll say that. Uh, what were your thoughts, Kelly? Yeah. I mean, we got Roscoe, the clown debuting. I mean, that was amazing. Um, the, the, uh, flares here, you know, it felt important cause yeah, they were hyping the big show at reunion. Had building blocks. Yeah. 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 So it was a meaningful show. Um, you know, we've seen better with uh, a lot better uh, in-ring stuff. But Oh, yeah, yeah. We also have the Lothario. <laughs> building yeah, Lothario feud. building a feud. And it's great to see Kabuki finally move away from the Von Erichs because that had mm-hmm. been yeah, they way, it. way, way too long. So, yeah. now, so I'm looking forward to see how that uh, plays out with uh, yeah, Jose. What, yeah, what about you, Johnny? Oh, yeah, for all the same reasons. Uh, but uh, there's a lot to... Roscoe, I, I'm, I, I can't get fucking past Roscoe. I'm like, are you fucking serious? And uh, then we'll we'll see about Roscoe, but but Jesus Christ, but yeah, did you know, all the seeing Jose having something to do just makes me happy. So that's that's gives it a thumbs up for me. All right, man. Want well, know anything you got to plug there, Kelly? I uh, just, you know, continue to build the anticipation for um, me and Johnny doing a look at the history of pop music and wrestling. That's that's coming out sometime this winter. Uh, I don't have a, def- uh, you know, a, a date yet, but uh, when does winter end anyway? Yeah, sometime before winter ends. So sometime before March uh, 21st, I believe, is the first okay. day of spring. So. Look for it in that time. Right, but yeah, the two weeks before WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Johnny, Johnny, anything you want to plug? Or did yeah. Kelly steal your thunder? And <clears throat> yes, I totally remembered that we were supposed to do that in February. <laughs> and I'm totally prepared for it. Uh, uh, no, nah, I got nothing going on. <laughs> Just work. <laughs> Just work. And then, and then rescheduling podcasts. Uh, uh, Hit me up on uh, Twitter at Titans O Wrestling. Follow me on This Week in Wrestling. And uh, y'all have a great week. Watch wrestling and, uh, you know, celebrate the Eagles' victory. What the hell? Catch y'all later. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone. The moment that you come in could dance on and on and I could waltz across Texas with you waltz across Texas with you in my arms waltz across Texas with you like a story book ending I'm lost And I could waltz across Texas with you.